0: I was targeted and trafficked in america and they beat me into submission
1: real life starts now this is real life radio show with on leg.
0: i felt alone i felt lost i felt scared real stories i was so desperate in living such a dark and
1: callous life real people
0: i was thinking there was no purpose for my life there's no reason for me to be here
1: real problems
2: i told my dad if you try to take these drugs i am gonna kill you
1: one solution God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, Onlay.
2: Hi, this is Evangelist Onlay, An and welcome to the Real Life Radio Show. Today, we're going to be talking further about human trafficking in America. And human trafficking is where these perpetrators, called traffickers, use force, fraud, coercion to lure their victims and force them into labor or even commercial sexual exploitation. And on our previous show, we had Christina Glackin, who shared this horrific story, how she was lured in, promised a concert, befriended, and totally betrayed at gunpoint. She didn't comply to their demands and saying, hey, we need you to do this and make us money in these means. She said, no, I'm not going to. And so they began this process of breaking her down mentally. They starved her. They made her sleep deprived. They would manipulate and coerce her, making her feel guilty, making her feel like she's doing something bad by resisting them. She's going to talk more about what happened from that point. Christina, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, Vaughn. It's good to be back.
2: Christina, in our last show, you were talking about the moment where you're like, okay, I'm going to give in. And at that moment, what happened?
0: You know, that moment didn't come about without another fight. Right. So (laughs) I was in this tiny bathroom filled with steam from the hot shower and forced to be on my knees in front of the door. And he said, when you're ready to agree with my plan to knock on the door and I'll let you out. Well, I decided to concoct this plan where I was going to collapse into the door and pretend like I was having a seizure or something was wrong with me hoping that they would just leave me there, right? Thinking that I was dying. And I did that. I fell into the door and he opened the door. And at first he was freaking out and he was like, something's wrong with her. And then this girl, the same one who had pretended to be my friend the entire time, she knew I was faking it. And once she called me out, I just opened my eyes and I looked up at her and He just came over and he kicked me in the ribs. And that was the last thing I remembered until I finally was just like, okay, one night, $400, and then I get to leave, right? And I had no idea what was really in store and just how orchestrated this plan was.
2: Well, what did they do at that point? So, you know, you say yes. And so, what is their scheme? I mean, how do they do this?
0: Yeah. So the girl took pictures of me. And put them on Craigslist. And they gave me a different name. They gave me the name Amanda. And she would answer the phone when these men would call and pretend to be me. And then they would leave the room and they'd go sit in my car and they'd watch these men come and then leave. And they'd come back to the room right after the man left.
2: So you're kind of trapped in the hotel room. Yes. And, you know, you're agreed. And they're out there. So you can't just, like, go run or something like that. You're completely trapped in this hotel room. And she acts like you. And then they come. So you're completely trapped, but then you asked for help. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Well, after the first night, they still refused to give me my things back. I don't know why I trusted them to do that. But the second day they said they needed more money. And (laughs) I was just like, no, like you said, I was going to leave. This isn't what you said. This was not the agreement. And they ended up leaving me alone with this other woman. And I had only seen her briefly before. And I remember her being really nasty towards me. Hmm. But when they left me alone with her... She ended up telling me that they were planning on killing me and that she had been there for two years, that they had control over her for the past two years and oh they did gosh. the same things to her. And she's like, but you're causing too many problems. They're going to kill you. They're going to kill you. Oh. They're not going to let you go. And I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? I was like, I just want to talk to my mom. At this point, that's all I could think about was my mom had no idea where I was. Oh my God! Yeah, you know, This was the sixth day, the sixth day that I was gone and just completely fell off the face of the earth. And oh my God! She told me I had to start telling these men, you know, the buyers, that I had to start telling them what was going on. And (laughs) I had zero faith in that plan because I knew that they did not respect me. Oh, man. So I didn't really try and escape I just kept asking them to let me use their phone so I could call my mom. And if I'm being completely transparent, I didn't care if I died at that point. Yeah. It would have been freedom. It would have been escape. Any route to get out of that situation was okay by me. I just Mm. wanted my mom to know where to find my body. Mm. And I wanted to be able to talk to her one more time.
2: You know, that's so intense, I think, because, you know, you get to this point of just complete hopelessness. Yeah. And you were at that point and you were trying to reach for help and it just seemed like it was impossible. And you actually did come to a desperate moment where you're telling some of the people and they didn't care. Like they were heartless about it.
0: Yeah.
2: And they're like, well, you know, I'm sorry, but too bad. And I paid money and it's completely horrible. But then there was this one, seven days later, there was somebody who responded differently. Can you tell me about him?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I knew immediately like something was different. I knew immediately and he walked in the room and he just seemed to have life in him. And it'd been so long since I had experienced what it felt like to be alive. Mm -hmm. And I told him, can I tell you something first? And he's like, yeah, of course. And I was like, you know, I don't want to be here. I was like, I didn't post that ad. And it wasn't me you talked to on the phone, you know? And I remember him standing up so tall and so fast. And he started to like pace back and forth as I was telling him that they were waiting in my car, that I was supposed to go to a concert and I was telling him everything. And I was like, can I please, please, please just use your phone? I was like, I just want to call my mom. And he's like, no, I'm going to get you out of here. And I was like, no, I was like, you're not, you can't. I was like, you can't, you know, he has a gun. They're in my car. They're going to watch you leave. And he's like, no, he's like, I'm going to get you out of here,
2: Christina. The, but you know, you said something when we last talked about this. Is that something changed when he stood up and the way that he stood up? Yeah, like it's almost like something inside of you suddenly started to stand up again for yourself.
0: Yeah, and I was like, wait, you know, started to remember a little bit of who I was. My God, and remembered that I still had a little bit of fight left in me, and you know, maybe there was still life outside of those four walls. But I was scared. <laughs> oh, I was so yeah. scared.
2: <laughs> because like, he's going to stand up for you and put both you guys in danger at this point.
0: Yeah. You know, at this point I'm thinking, what if they figure it out? What if they kill him? And then, oh you know, and then me, and then, you know, hearing him that this man is also dead because of me, <gasps> and I was scared, but something about his courage, something about his confidence, something about his sureness, because see the difference between the two of us was that just before that moment, he had been outside of that hotel. Just before that moment, he knew there was still a whole world out there. Yeah. He knew. And I seem to have forgotten.
2: Wow. Because you could only see that hotel room. You could only see where you're trapped in. Yeah. Now, he comes up with this plan. And, you know, we're going to go in detail that plan. It's a genius plan yeah. where he basically finds a way to distract, you know, the other people. Yeah. And then he tells you, meet me outside. So in this yeah. plan, you are supposed to walk outside and on your own while he was distracting them, knowing you could be caught, knowing someone else could, you know, catch you and you're there at the door. What are you feeling?
0: Well, in that moment, you know, I had all my trust in this man because I had nowhere else to place it. But I remembered the last man that I put my trust into and the situation that got me in. And I was thinking, what if he's also setting me up? What if he's telling them that I'm trying to escape? What if Mm. they're the ones that are going to show up? I'm standing at this door looking in this alleyway and I looked to the right and there was nobody there. And I looked to the left and I was thinking, Okay, hey, he's not coming. Like, Do I just run? What do I do? Oh I look back to the right and he sped up in his black car and he picked me up and we drove off. I just remember he kept looking in the rear view, looking behind his seat and, I mean, he was so cool, calm, and collected and I just kept thinking, is this really real? Am I really in this car right now? Like, I don't even know where I'm going. I don't know what this guy's going to do, right? But I'm not there anymore. And I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, like, I might get to sleep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my like, gosh. I might get to sleep.
2: you know. Well, Christina, let's stop right there because basically you got free. But in our next show, I want to talk about the aftermath of the damage of all this. And Christina, thank you so much for sharing this. Praise God. You got set free, Yeah. but then yes. God did something in your life. And we're going to talk about this in our next show. Thank you so much for the boldness of your sharing this. And Christina, I can't wait to see you on our next show.
0: Thanks. I can't wait to be back.
2: Hold tight, guys. I want to talk more with you on all this stuff. Be right back.
1: Real Life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services, and are awakening the nations monthly giving partners if you own your own business taking visa and mastercard call and get a quote from on fire merchant services on fire merchant services is on fire to serve you look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682 that's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682 <laughs> Welcome back
2: to the show. Wow. I think that many of you can really relate to this. Panic attacks, anxiety, being completely put into a certain, like almost like a cage. And I'm sure when you hear Christina, maybe your situation is not as severe as Christina. I mean, I felt so bad for her. Could you imagine having a panic attack for literally four hours straight? It's like the body cannot go through that, but she went through that. And so many of us can go through something like that too. We go through times in our life where anxiety just gets out of control. We have these memories, we have these triggers that make us suddenly just break down into a state of panic and fear, where we just don't know what to do. What do you do when you get to that point? The Bible does offer some insight into that. It says in Proverbs 12, 25, anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, That's what, you know, you heard happen to Christina. But then the Bible says, but a good word makes it glad. The truth is, when you're going through this stuff, a good word to yourself from your own mouth or from someone else will begin to make yourself glad, will begin to bring healing to you. So when someone's going through a panic attack or you're going through it, start speaking life to yourself. Start speaking life to someone who's going through that, encouraging them. Everything's going to be okay. God has this in control. With my God, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When you're going through something like that, a good word will suddenly make your heart to become more stabilized. And I sense that there's someone right now who is going through that. And you feel so alone. You feel in so much despair when you're going through anxiety and panic attacks. I want to pray for you right now. Lord God, I'm praying for my friend. They're going through this It's almost like this hidden secret that they don't want to tell anybody, that they're completely tormented on the inside out, and they're trying to contain it so that nobody knows. But Father God, I'm praying right now for healing, for deliverance, Lord God, and that you'd bring your supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding. Jesus, we receive that now. We receive you, Lord Jesus. You are the Prince of Peace. We welcome you into our lives, Lord Jesus. We ask for this in Jesus' money name.
1: I hope this testimony blessed you, and I know your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningDonations.com. That's AwakeningDonations.com. See you next time.